0: It's March 29th, I'm Ezra Levant and you're watching Battleground. Oh hey, how you doing, Ezra Levant here. I'm the Rebel Commander here at the Rebel.media. And uh, every Friday, at least when I'm in the city or near a computer, I like to do a one hour live chat on YouTube and I don't think I need to tell you because I think you've probably been here before. It's a super chat, that's something YouTube invented a way for people to get their comments put in bright, highlighted color, which is, are impossible to miss. and I see them out of the corner of my eye. And what's so great for us is that YouTube generously shares 70% of those funds with us, taking a very healthy 30% commission. Really, when you think about it, is there any other industry in the world that that the uh, middleman gets a 30% cut. (laughs) I can't imagine, but that's, uh, that's the tech monopolies for you. I should say that I've discovered that uh, Twitter's Periscope has something similar. I think they call it super hearts, which sounds very, um, very romantic, actually. So maybe we'll have to try that out, too. Um, today, there's a, a number of things I want to talk about. I mean, today is the day that Brexit was supposed to happen. What a mess that is. Uh, I'm open to some advice or information from our friends in the UK. I find it boggling. Uh, can we get a picture? I tweeted it yesterday, The video of Theresa May dancing in Africa. Um, look, if you, if you don't want to let Brits vote on in a referendum on leaving the European Union, fine, then don't put the referendum to the people. But the Conservative Party of the UK put the referendum to the people, said they would respect it, voted to respect it, set up the whole system. 17.4 million Brits voted to get out of the EU and for my friends on this side of the pond, just think of a United Nations that actually passes law (laughs) Laws that are binding like that. I mean, we, we laugh at the United Nations because it's just a bunch of corrupt third world kleptocrats. But imagine if the United Nations passed laws and those laws became the law in America, in Canada, we'd go nuts. Well, that's how the UK feels. They are outvoted anytime by France, Germany, whatever. And a vast majority of laws in the United Kingdom were not even written or approved by the United Kingdom. They were written in Brussels, Belgium. Uh, Very very infuriating. My point is, it was the Conservative Party that put a Brexit referendum to the people two years ago, more than two years ago. It was in 2016. It was before Trump even became president. If you didn't mean it, don't do it. And they've been delaying and obfuscating for more than two years, and they're just not going to do it. And let me show you Theresa May the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, the leader of the Conservative Party. Um, This is how I'll always remember her. Take a look. is that? What did I see? Is that some strange illness? Like some, what, like, open the fridge, put something in the fridge, close the fridge, grind the coffee, grind the coffee, stir the paint, stir the paint. What was, what was going on? Can we watch that one more time? It just felt so uncomfortable. Put it up, just, you know, it's, it, you know, it just, it, it, it's like sometimes when your spine is fused, like, yeah, yeah yeah her spine is fused and you know um, ow oh, that looks painful maybe she's got arthritis maybe she's you know sometimes quadriplegics have that exoskeleton that lets them like a metal exoskeleton that lets them stand up or something what's this what's this what's this what's it what's that what's that what's that what's she doing what is she doing and and her, her knees are so, oh my god I just I what has that got to do with Brexit? Nothing. Other than, I mean, can we in, interpolate or extrapolate anything from that? Other than she's a little bit odd. Um, there's only one thing I can take away from that. She is a better dancer than she is a leader of the United Kingdom. And that's not just my opinion. Everyone hates her. The Remainers, the Leavers, The EU on the continent, everyone despises her. And um, yeah, I see uh, Vincent Oldfield. She looks like she has BSE, bovine spongiform encephalitis. That's what, like scrapie or mad cow disease. She looks like she has some madness or something there. Unbelievable. Um, All right, so that's the, today is uh, what was supposed to be Brexit Day. Hey, I got a question for you, uh, for my UK friends and for friends on this side of the uh, Atlantic who uh, follow Tommy Robinson as I do. In fact, the reason I wasn't here last week is I was uh, visiting Tommy in London uh, last Friday. Um, If the United Kingdom stays in the EU for a couple more months, there will be another round of elections for what they call the European Parliament. Now, you think, what's the European Parliament? It's a joke. Well, it's sort of a joke. Other than Nigel Farage, I don't think think 1% of Brits could name a single MEP, Member of the European Parliament. Can you get the Janice Atkinson promo reel? The very, very first Janice Atkinson vid we did. We have an MEP who does vids for the rebel. You know, her name is Janice Atkinson. And... um, I, I, she's a very pleasant lady, very smart lady, very tough lady. Um, she was supposed to be out of a job today because today was supposed to be the day that the UK left. And so she wouldn't be an MEP anymore. But if the UK staying on, and I don't even know what the latest is. You know, I just, I, I, I can't follow it minute by minute. But um, if they stay in long enough, there'll be another round of European elections. And here's the thing. In the United Kingdom, when they elect their parliament, they do so in the same way um, uh, that we do here in Canada. We have different districts or electoral districts or ridings, as they're sometimes called, and um, it's first past the post, as they say. So you can have four people running, and it's just simply whoever has the highest number wins. So in that circumstance, I don't think Tommy Robinson could win a seat in the British Parliament. I just don't think there's any one district where Tommy would have more votes than any other person. Again, you don't need an outright majority in first past the post. You just got to be ahead of the other guys. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think Tommy would get more votes than anyone else in any riding in the UK. But the system by which they elect their MEPs, their members of the European Parliament, the system by which Janet was elected, Janice was elected, excuse me, it's a, it's, it's a strange, so they go to the, let's say they have a jurisdiction, Southeast England. They don't just have one MEP. They have, a, they elect, I don't know, was it six or something or three or whatever. And they go to the first one and then the next, like they go down a list. So you, there are people who are MEPs who only got, let's say, 10% of the vote. It's so it's a complicated system, and I don't want to try and explain it because I'll probably get it wrong. I, I studied it, I tried to grok it. Basically, you put a party list forward, and they go to the number one on this party, and then, the, and then that party's put aside, and then who's the number one left, and then, anyhow, it's, it's an interesting method. Let me sum it up by saying Tommy could win. In fact, if Tommy put a little party together, Tommy's team or something, And he could run with other like-minded people. I think Tommy Robinson could be a member of the European Parliament. And why would that be good? Because, number one, it would give him great authority. He would be an elected official. Number two, it would give him resources, whether that's travel, a staff budget, um, office budget. It would give him access to other resources. It would give him access to places. You can't say no to an MEP when he wants to go here or there. It would give him security, most likely. And, of course, it would give him a platform, a forum. Let me show you, I mentioned it before, and I hear in my ear that we have it. Let me show you the video of Janice Atkinson, our reporter in the UK, who is part of the European Parliament right now, and if they stay in the EU, she'll be <laughs> an MEP for a while yet. Yeah, take a look.
1: All around you, road birds, literally. Yeah, I've got your attention now. Be afraid. No, no, no. What don't you understand? Under threat. You're obsessed with the gender agenda, please. We women don't need special treatment. The populism winning the elections, keeping
0: out the old dog. That's Janice Atkinson, so she does reports for us. We sort of thought today would be her last day as an MEP, but uh, look, I don't know the latest up to the second, but I think she's going to be an MEP for a while longer. I would absolutely support Tommy as an MEP. I think that would be very exciting. Um, but but uh, I, I, that's just a lot of throat clearing on my part. I have other things I want to show you. And back to this side of the aisle, this side of the Atlantic, I want to show you Justin Trudeau, who just just a few months ago was impervious to opposition, Um, because he had this saying, sunny ways, just smile and wave, smile and wave, take selfies, don't get into the weeds on any issue, just come across as nice, and let the meanies in the Conservative Party um, talk about substance, no one cares anyways. Uh, My colleague, uh, Sheila gunn calls him Baron Von Novelty Socks which I think is hilarious, because his shtick is, look at my socks, look at my socks. Can we get the picture of him showing Angela Merkel the socks? I mean, I think it's funny if a man of substance and importance has cool socks. I think that's a funny thing that you notice once, you remark on once, and then it should really never come up again. And then once in a while, it's an answer to a trivia question. But with Justin Trudeau, his fancy socks his novelty socks, and, and, and they're of the strangest variety. Um, see, here he is meeting with that, that lady in the, in the peach-colored jacket. You may be able to identify her, even though she's not looking in the camera, that is Angela Merkel. She's the chancellor of Germany, the longest-serving uh, European leader, uh, perhaps the most important European leader, um, certainly on the continent biggest economy. She's the one who set immigration policy for the whole continent. She has a lot of things to say about the EU. Justin Trudeau goes to meet Angela Merkel, who I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen Angela Merkel laugh in her life. I don't think her, her... temperament is one to tell jokes. I don't, I don't think she's capable of it. Uh, and I don't think that's a flaw, by the way. She has other numerous flaws, but the fact that she's as serious as a heart attack in my mind is not a flaw. And Justin Trudeau, hey, hey, excuse me, hey, Angela, Angela, hi, it's me, Justin Trudeau. Hi from Canada. Hey, hey, it's me from Canada. Hey, can I show you something? Hey, Angela, can I show you something? Look like, at my socks. Hey, do you see that? Hey, no, 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 seriously. No, come on, seriously, no, come back here. No, 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 it's great, no. Hey, hey, look at my socks. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. That's, did you see that group of people? They're get, so they're all looking at the socks. Let's say you were at a business event or, or anything that wasn't like a lighthearted social event. That's not a lighthearted social event. I don't know if it was at a NATO meeting or some G7 summit. If you went to do some important deal, if you, if you went, I'm not talking about a funeral, but if you went to a, a serious matter and, and someone who's supposedly a principal, a frontline guy, a leader of a 35 million person country like that, hey, hey, can I share my sock? Um, yeah, man, well, we were going to talk about the economy and we were going to talk about fighting terrorism and we were, you know, they were going to probably going to talk about global warming. They're probably going to talk about taxes. They're probably going to talk about, you know, how to handle Russia, how to handle ISIS. There's probably a t- how to handle China, a trade deal. There's, there's a lot of things to talk about. And uh, the shiny pony said, hey, I, I wanna show you my socks. Are you, are you like a special ed kid that like, this is your lucky socks or something? And we all have to pretend that, yeah, that's really cute. That's Justin Trudeau. And that seemed to work for three years. I don't think it actually worked on most Canadians, but it certainly worked on the media. But the, the shine started coming off. The Teflon started eroding two months ago, two and a half months ago, two month, not quite two months ago, when the Globe and Mail, a uh, national newspaper here in Canada, revealed that Trudeau fired his attorney general because she wouldn't drop a criminal prosecution against SNC-Lavalin, a corrupt a corrupt engineering company based in his hometown of Montreal. And he and his staff pressured her 20 times, 10 meetings, 10 phone calls, and a bunch of emails and texts on top of that to drop the criminal prosecution of his buddies. And she just wouldn't. And in fact, today, can you find that CBC story just today? Uh, I just saw it, that she apparently recorded a call. She recorded a phone call with Trudeau. That is heavy, heavy. That's just breaking today. So they were trying to pressure this justice minister, this attorney general, to drop the criminal trial. And that's like saying, hey, my buddy Al Capone, yeah, look at this. Wilson-Raybould recorded conversations as she faced pressure over SNC-Lavalin file. Why would she do that? It's not a normal human thing to record conversations with peers. Uh, It's just not normal. if you're a reporter and you're interviewing someone, sometimes you record them for the purpose of being very accurate. And if it's controversial interview, you, you want to have a record of it so someone can't dispute it. But if you're colleagues, if you're in cabinet with each other, you don't record each other, that's weird. If there's a cabinet meeting, someone takes notes called minutes and everyone looks them over and says, yeah, that's what we agreed. But to record a conversation with the prime minister, why would you do that? You do that if you think things are going really sideways and you think he's gonna say something that he'll later deny, something that is very important that is like trying to tell you to, um, to do something corrupt. I, I think that's extraordinary news. So my point is, for the last almost two months, the story of him firing his attorney general and then the other cabinet minister, Jane Philpott quitting in solidarity with her, and then the quitting of his closest advisor, Gerald Butts, and then the quitting firing of the top civil servant in the country, Michael Wernick, and then the quitting of uh, Selena Cesar Chavan. Disaster, disaster, disaster. And what it's done is it's shown that that happy sock boy, Baron Von Novelty Socks, um, the selfie guy, can we get the picture of him in the pride parade hugging two girls? Um, you know the one I'm talking about? Like he, Justin Trudeau uh, gives speeches here and there, but his most common venue is in front of kids because they don't ask tough questions. And he can say his banalities about, we're for Canadians in the middle class and those working hard to join it. And we believe in climate action. Look at this, look at this, look at this. So that's Justin Trudeau, a married man, at a pride parade with with two girls. I'm going to say the one on the left, just given the size of that tat. I'm guessing she's in her 20s. The one on the right wouldn't surprise me if she's a teenager. That's not just an arm hug, that's an arm and leg hug. Um, That's your prime minister, and that's his... Safe space. Um, probably not safe for those girls. Can we get the picture of him with the topless girl? It's a little bit harder to find. It's been, he goes to his pride parades and he loves taking pictures with naked or half-naked women, actually. I can imagine, and can you also, while you're at it, call up the Gian Gomeshi to Le Monde en Parle, where he, his wife talks about a threesome with Gameshi. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Um, So he's got this frisson of sexuality, always inappropriate. Is that appropriate for any grown man in his 40s who's married to do? The whole thing, the whole thing. Uh, Is it appropriate for a grown man married to hug in what can only be called a full body contact? Like it's one thing to hug someone with your arms, but to hug them with your arms and your legs is that appropriate for a grown man to do? Well, here, I mean, here's another shot. Here's another picture. Uh, now it's blurred a little bit. At another pride parade, I don't wanna to get too forensic here, but I think the, the lad might actually be aroused. Sorry to say it, sorry to point that out. Um, I think he's a little bit excited about posing next to a girl who can't be, can't be older than 20, naked. She's half naked, And the prime minister of the country thinks that's just cool. And a quick inspection of his pants says he's cool and hot at the same time. And he's just a dirty, I'm not going to say dirty old man. He's just a dirty middle-aged man. Will you agree with me on that? But my point is, this was all sort of cool. Hey, guys, this is really cool. Did I see my socks? Anybody want a selfie? Especially girls? Hey, girls. So that started falling apart when he fired his female... Attorney General. And another female, uh, namely um, Jane Philpott, quit. And then another female of color, Selena Cesar Chavannes, quit. And it's just the Teflons come off. So that same old BS, it's not clicking anymore. I see a super chat there. Proud Boys Calgary says, Feminist Trudeau, the lady doth protest too much, methinks Queen Gertrude and Hamlet. Shakespeare was indeed the master exact. That's exactly it about uh, male feminists. They protest too much. You know what that means, eh? Another way of saying that is you're a heat bag. It's like it's like a friend of mine used to say, <laughs> when you're crossing the border between Canada and the US, you have a quick chat with the border security. And if you're cool, you just go through and say, hey there, yeah, nothing. Or, or even say, yeah, I bought 20 bucks worth of stuff, here's my receipts, do you want me to pay HST on it? Whatever. Um, if you're stressed, if you've got something on your mind, you say, hey, officer, yeah, no, we haven't, uh, uh, without even being asked, yeah, no, we haven't been smoking marijuana. No, no, we, hey, officer, no, we definitely don't have any marijuana on us. And yeah, officer, no way. Say no to drugs, okay? Like if, you, if you're if you running a little hot like that, if you're a heat bag, um, yeah, no one brought up marijuana, guys, but, but it sure is on your mind. Why don't you pull the car over and we'll just, we're just... Uh, Let's take a look through your stuff for a sec. That's what a male feminist is. That's the allusion to um, uh, she doth protest too much. The lady doth protest too much. Um, Justin Trudeau always talking about being a feminist. Normal people don't do that. Hey, guys, you know I'm a feminist? Mm. Do we have the Giangameshi Gomeshi non on No. No. Um, if you just Google... Uh, T-L-M-E-P, Trudeau Gomeshi. I bet it'll show up on, uh, oh, okay. Um, Anyway, so, uh, Justin, I'm going to call for the uh, aboriginal clip um, in a moment. So, so Justin Trudeau was at a fundraiser, I think it was in Halifax, at $1,500 a pop. That's a big fundraiser in Canada. I know they do it much bigger in the States. So $1,500 a pop to, to listen to Trudeau. And um, I've, l- I've listened to a lot of his speeches. They're pretty empty. Like I say, he specializes in talking to kids. He really doesn't change his script when he talks to grownups. Um, I could probably give a full Trudeau speech right now. Trudeau speeches are never very long. They're only about 15 minutes most. I, he talks about um, fighting hard for the middle class and those working hard to join it. He talks about climate action. He talks about how diversity is our strength. And that's pretty much about it. The lad doesn't have a bigger repertoire than that. So I don't know why anyone would pay 1,500 bucks to go hear a Trudeau speech at a fundraiser other than for access. Um, so some Aboriginal activists from a, an Indian band in Western Ontario called um, Grassy Narrows, it's a small Indian band, and only about 950 folks live on the reserve. And the thing is, this reserve has has mercury poisoning because there was some old, old mill up the up river. And um, this mercury poisoning is a terrible, terrible thing. And uh, it's called Minamata disease, named after a city in Japan where it was really studied. So they've got this Minamata. It's, like, it's terrible, God forbid, you should never wish Mercury poisoning even on your enemies, it's the worst. And it's so sad. And um, Trudeau, two years ago, actually with Jane Philpott, one of the uh, cabinet ministers who quit, promised to build sort of something called a mercury house, a place to really help the families, help them heal. Um, so good, he said he would do something, but that was two years ago and they, and they haven't done it. He just hasn't done it. So one or two or three, I'm not quite sure, people from that... Dirt poor Indian Reserve, uh, Grassy Narrows, um, bought tickets to this $1,500 Chopin broccoli. Do you think Trudeau will actually be removed? I'll I'll get to that, uh, Chopin. Thank you. Um, So three people from the Indian band or from their friends or associates, I don't know if they were lawyers or whatever, I don't know if they were actually Aboriginal themselves, buy tickets for this fundraiser. That's a lot of money to spend just to heckle a guy. And they only heckled them for maybe 15 seconds before they were ushered out. But watch what Trudeau says. So let me just recap. $1,500 a plate, reception, people from Grassy Narrows, which has mercury poisoning, trying to get him to keep his promise that he made to them in 2017, and listen to what he says. Take a look.
1: Best, middle class, and in people working hard to join. Them. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. People
0: like Rossi
1: Darrow are suffering
0: from mercury poisoning. You, Thank you. addressing this Thank you for being here. Thank you very much for your donation tonight. I really appreciate the uh, oh, donation oh, to the Liberal
1: oh. Party. The Liberal Party is filled with different perspectives and different opinions and we respect them all and our commitment to reconciliation continues to be strong and committed and we will continue to engage. Thank you sir for your donation to the Liberal Party of Canada. I really appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you for being here. That is why we are moving forward on reconciliation in a real and tangible way. Thank you sir. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for highlighting how important reconciliation is. Thank you for being here tonight, sir. Thank you very much for your donation to the Liberal Party. Um, so, as I was saying...
0: Hey, you guys, you're dying from mercury poisoning, eh? I promised that I would help you, and I didn't. So you took what few dollars you have in the band, and you paid 1500 bucks to come to talk to me, and... I'm getting my staff to get you out. They weren't violent. They were a little disruptive, sure, but they paid their 1,500 bucks. Um, thank you. Thank you for paying money. Thank you for your donation. Thank you for your donation. And while he's shooing them out, he's actually saying to them, we believe in a, an array of opinions, but not, while he's kicking them out, he's lying to them. We believe in a diversity of opinions. While he's kicking them out, he's lying to them. While he's obviously upset with them, he's saying thank you to them. He's lying to them. They want money for mercury treatment. And he's saying thank you for your money that you've given to me for the Liberal Party. And the crowd cheered, which is so, so, so gross. But what I found just so funny, I talked about this the other day on the show, is that he's using those lines to them as attacks, as insults, as sneers, as mockery. But those are the same lines he says to everybody when he's pretending he likes them. So he will go on to say to the remaining people in the room, thank you for supporting the Liberal Party. We believe in a diverse point of view. Um, We believe in reconciliation with Aboriginal peoples or whatever he said. So he just sort of said the lies. The, the, the lies, Any anyway, of my point is that was such a disaster. He actually gave the closest thing I've ever seen him give to an apology, which is very rare. Just unbelievable. The, the shine is coming off. And I, I showed you a moment ago, those, um, the news that Jody Wilson-Raybould actually recorded some of her calls, that is, uh, that's stunning. That shows, that shows how panicked she was about we the way, I mean, in my entire life, I mean, I'm a journalist, so sometimes I record phone calls when I do an interview, but to record someone because you think a fight is coming is such an extreme move. And that's what one cabinet minister did to the prime minister. Woo, hoo, 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 holy moly. I think the worst is still to come. Anyhow, I hear in my ear that we have that clip of Trudeau and Gian Gameshi. Oh, I think I, I think I missed the super chat, let me go there. Uh, TJ, Ezra, happy fourth season, here's $20 for your next Alberta elections billboard lawsuit and also inevitably for a future federal election billboard lawsuit too. That is so funny that you say that. Curious looking inside, much support for what you're doing. Hey, thanks very much. You know what, um, oh, and we got Proud Boys Calgary, Feminist Trudeau, yeah, I already read that one. Uh, Justin, when we're done this, I'm gonna refer to the Elections Canada apologies, okay? Um, Proud Boys Calgary mentioned uh, Gertrude from I think that was from um, Hamlet, and if I'm going, if I, if it's been a while since I read Hamlet. But um, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to Hamlet. We don't have time. But a male feminist, when you see a male feminist, it sometimes works on women. Can we also get the Rosie Barton uh, love one that we we used in the monologue? Uh, thanks. Maybe we'll even start with that if you could find that one. Thanks. You know, male feminists. Of course you do. Uh, if you're a guy, you detect them immediately. I think it's Professor Gad Sad, who um, came up f- uh, with a, a, an academic idea for male feminists, and he he uses a swear, but it's really funny. So I'm gonna. I'm not going to say this swear. He uh he calls male feminists sort of a I think it's sad He calls them he says it's a genetic strategy, a mating strategy called being a sneaky effer and obviously f is f u c k e r. Being a sneaky effer as in you you're oh I'm just I'm no oh, no no, I'm not an alpha male. I'm not I'm not just here for for sex uh, i'm just a feminist like you and he's sort of a sneaky effort he sneaks in and he mates with the the females so we're talking about a biological um you know pass on your genetic material theory um that's what a male feminist is and every male can detect a male feminist immediately because they're running hot it's like the the funny hypothetical i said of someone showing up at the border. And instead of just being cool and answering questions, says, officer, no, no, no drugs in the car. <laughs> who, would, who would ever bring drugs in the car? I know you didn't ask me, but I'm just telling you in advance, there's no drugs in the car, officer, none. And no alcohol in the back seat either. Did I say the back seat anywhere? Like, if you're running that hot, that's what a male feminist is. And every guy can detect it. And it's, it's someone who's a sneaky effort, who's doing that as a... Um, trick to entrap women. Gian Gomeshi, friend of Justin Trudeau's, actually was a, was a guy who took women's studies in college. What guy takes women's studies? No real guy does that, except if you want to be surrounded by women. Now, I I suppose a typical fella isn't interested in many of the kind of women that would be in a women's studies class. But either Jean Gomesche wasn't particularly picky, or if he said, well, if there's going to be 100 women in this big classroom um, and only one guy, moi, um, I, I could have my pick of the litter. And indeed he did. He portrayed himself as a super feminist male feminist, but of course it turned out that he was an abusive... Um, not a rapist, but he would physically smash the women he was with. And he would say, oh, that's just Fifty Shades of Grey, ladies. A couple more super tweets. Where do I put my vote, sheer or Mad Max? I would prefer Max, but I do not want to split the vote. Well, that's a tough question right there, isn't it? I don't know if there's any riding in the country where uh, the People's Party would come ahead of the conservatives. But if you're in a riding where neither party looks, where where the conservatives don't look like they are going to win... Why not vote with your heart? But if you're in a riding that's close uh, and the conservatives have a chance, I think it does make sense to support the conservatives. TJ says, and here's exactly $10 for your new hip talent, Miles McInnes. (laughs) Yeah, thanks very much. Anyway, let me get back to Giangameshi. I want to show you. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'll start with Rosemary Barton. Um, There is one group upon which male feminists works. Men can detect a male feminist immediately because he's a scammer, he's a schemer, he's gross, he's a trickster, he's a sneaky effer. But um, some women, especially lonely women, um, they fall for the male feminist. And I wanna show you an interview by Rosemary Barton, who's a lonely woman of a certain age in Ottawa. She is a journalist at CBC's The National. And she had an interview with Justin Trudeau, male feminist, and we've taken the words out and we've put a love song behind it, but this is the target market for male feminists. Take a look at this journalist. Is this an interview or is this an episode of The Bachelorette? Is this an interview or is this a Tinder date? Take a look.
1: You could do any other job, and you have to answer. What would it be? I'd be a school teacher. I knew you were gonna say that. Well, no, no, no,
0: like aspirational. What I am
1: aspirational. Uh, something you haven't done. No, it'd be that. It'd be, it'd be it'd be it'd be maybe maybe running a school. Something at the UN. Something at the. Oh no! If I once once no. I'm done politics, I'm done politics. Uh, last book you've read, or the book you're reading? Um, the. Just finished uh, the um, the patch, which was uh, Chris Turner's uh, history yes. of yeah. uh, of the oil patch. Um, but I'm also about to start uh, the new uh, Ken Fallon, uh,
0: the third third book that is uh, the sequel to um, Pillars of the Earth.
1: That's your, your nerdy side. That, no, that's that's my, uh sci-fi, nerdy sci-fi. No, no, it's not. It's not sci-fi. It's, it's just a, a, a sweeping historical
0: epic, I'm sure. But oh, I haven't s- seen s- it. S- no s- what uh, kind of music are you listening to? Yeah. Okay. If you
1: have time, or podcast.
0: Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not single. It's been a while since I've been single. But that is exactly how a first date goes. Hey, what kind of music are you listening to? You reading any books lately? If you had a dream job, what would it be? Let's walk together through the snow. Maybe we won't ha- hold hands yet, but I hope the date ends when we're holding hands. That was not an interview. That was a date. Eskimo 56. Male feminists are like cuttlefish. Just search for the Blue Planet Planet Earth episode with them and you'll understand the small ones pretend to be girls to sneak in and mate. Yeah, that's what I mean by Gad Sad's sneaky effort. P-Dog. Five bucks, seventeen nine. Let it, Let them eat cake. 2019. Thank you for your donation. Okay. Um... Ole Larson, rebel media is super. We don't have anything like that in Europe, but we have Koran bombing right now in Denmark. Okay, I I, um, I don't know what that means, but I'll check it out. I've been to Denmark, very interesting. Uh, a lot going on there. D. Mehalaki, if your conservative MP supports M103, vote PPC. That's a good good point. Yes, there are some uh, conservative MPs that could make themselves disqualified. But generally, look, you got to beat Trudeau. Um, Okay, so I'm going to bring this on home now. There's three more things I want to show you. I want to show you when male feminist Justin Trudeau meets male feminist Gian Gameshi with Sophie Trudeau, who's really, really odd. But listen, we're all odd in our own ways. I'm odd. Um, I think Sophie and Justin are a punishment for each other. Imagine this. Watch this clip of male feminist Justin Trudeau and male feminist Gian Gameshi. And Sophie Trudeau makes a cameo. Take a look.
1: Because you're very handsome. Thank you, Justin. (laughs) Kiss him. Uh,
0: I I think because the show... uh... You're very handsome, Trudeau says to Gameshi. And did you hear what Sophie Trudeau said? kiss him. And then Trudeau gives her a knowing wink. Can you play that again? Because that went by so quick. This is on a show called Tu Le Monde en Parle, uh, which is a show in Quebec, but obviously they were all speaking English. English is Jean Gomeschi's first language. English is Justin Trudeau's first language. Sophie, uh, French is her first language. But really, they're all talking about the language of love. Take a look at this again
1: you're very handsome thank you Justin (laughs)
0: Uh, I I, I think because the show uh, has a is that creepy that's creepy that is very creepy Um, I want to ask you to look up one more video and it's the Sophie Gregoire uh, juice parody video that Sheila did it 's so gross it 's so 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 gross. Um, but in the meantime can I, can you throw up the the Angus Reed thing and i 'll talk about that for a couple of minutes while you get the Sophie Gregoire juicer so what 's my point you 've got a male feminist, Justin Trudeau, who managed to grope and grab girls all the time, maybe with his wife's permission. Maybe his wife doesn't actually have a problem with him giving an arm and leg hug to young girls at a pride parade. Maybe uh, she doesn't have a problem with what he does because as you saw in that clip on TV a moment ago, um, maybe she actually is fine with uh, him kissing another man or something. I I don't know, I just, I don't even know what to make of all that. But I, th- I think the uh, mystique is broken, the Teflon is scraped off, and Justin Trudeau Trudeau's been ha- having a tough go of it because he's no longer credibly uh, a feminist or, or, or a lovable guy. He's revealed to be a bit of an asshole, as I showed you in that Aboriginal interaction. But look at this new poll from Angus Reed. Show me the gender breakdown. I'll leave this on here, and if you want to grab that, uh, Sophie, Yeah, thanks. So this is a new poll, massive uh, sample size, 5,289 people in this poll. As people who know polls will understand, that is an enormous sample size, which means it's quite likely an accurate poll. So you can see on the left that uh, the Conservatives lead the Liberals 37% to 28%. Uh, That's a pretty good lead. But look at in the middle there, men. Almost half the men in Canada are ready to vote Conservative, 46%. Uh, there was a question earlier about the People's Party of Canada. 5% of men are ready for that. Uh, 5% of men are going to vote for the Bloc Québécois. Remember, that's just in one uh, province, so that's 20% in Quebec. 6% of men would consider voting for the Green Party. Could be. Those are the male feminists. 12% of men say they would vote for the New Democrats. Those are probably um, Black Lives Matter activists, activists. Uh, environmental extremists, other identity grievance groups. Only 25% of men in Canada would vote for the Liberal Party. 25%? That is so low. You can see 31% of women would, which is why the, the total number is 28%. But only, you have four men, in, you have eight men in the room. Only two of them would vote for Trudeau. Why? I believe it's because he's a male feminist. There's other reasons, too, obviously. Taxes, foreign affairs, corruption, crime, uh, immigration, terrorism, whatever. But I think he comes across as that creepy weirdo on on Parle. And when things were really going sideways, he had an emergency rally trying to buttress the troops. And let me show you who spoke that day in addition to Trudeau. Catherine McKenna, his, one of his lieutenants on the global warming file, I just want you to, so, so you, you've got a big problem with men, because you come across as an insincere, sneaky effer, as God said, would say, you're a, you're a fake feminist, you're a male feminist, you're, you're a bit of a weirdo, so only one in four men would even consider voting for you, holy moly. And who do you roll out to win the men over? You bring in sort of a guy's guy to say, all right, guys, here's why you got to vote for Trudeau. I don't know if they have anyone like that in the Liberal Party. New, they roll out pretty much the opposite. A shrieking, shouting harridan, a battle axe, screaming about global warming. And when I say screaming, well, you tell me, is this screaming or shouting? How would you characterize this?
1: So let's talk about climate change for a second. Who believes it's real? Who believes in science? We got a report last year that said we have 12 years to take serious climate action. We are all in this together. We need to act. And just remember last year. Who remembers last summer? Who remembers the extreme heat that we felt last summer? Who remembers that people literally died of extreme heat? I've called people, I've called mothers in, in British Columbia where there were forest fires. Remember those forest fires? And guess what? They were scared for their kids to go outside because the air quality was so bad.
0: Shouting or screaming? I I take back the screaming. I think it was more shouting. I think I would use the word hectoring. So let's say you're just a regular guy, got your high school degree, maybe you got a few years of college, maybe you're skilled trades, maybe you work in a factory, maybe you're a truck driver, maybe you went to college, maybe you got, maybe you're an accountant, maybe you're an engineer, whatever, you're a real guy, you got a wife and kids, you're a normal guy, trying to pay the bills. And this shouty lecturing, who who remembers last summer? Who, who remembers how hot it was? So you got to pay more taxes. Holy cow. Oh, my God. I, I think they're going to drive that number down. And, and I think it's because it's not because she's a woman. Men actually vote for women candidates at a greater proportion than women vote for women candidates. Did you know that? Margaret Thatcher won the votes of men. Indira Gandhi won the votes of men. Golda Meir won the votes of men. And she was this close to dropping a nuke in the 1973 war, by the way. Men don't have problems voting for women. You know, can you find it? I don't know if you can find it. Um, Margaret Thatcher, when she was asked, uh, do do, um, do the uh, I don't know how you even Google it. Somebody, she was asked by a reporter, do you do any reporters go easy on you because you're a woman? And she said, no, and I don't go easy on the men. I don't even know how to find that. I, I'm obviously not remembering it very well. But my, the point is, Margaret Thatcher was the Iron Lady. Emphasis on the Iron Thatcher uh, go easy because she's a woman. I'm see if I can find that clip. I can't find it. Um... Sorry about that. I can't even remember. I can't even remember uh, the exact wording. I'm trying to make the case that there are tough as nails women out there that don't shriek and Hector and cajole and just there are tough as nails women out there who compel people to support them regardless. And the whole fake feminism thing, I think that's it can be powerful if it's if it comes across as, as progressive and helpful and positive, but I think it's being revealed in Trudeau to be a bit of a, a false front, just like his false front of Aboriginal support. I just really think so. All right, it's 1247. Uh, let's see if there's any more Super Chats. Craig McDonald, Shrieking, Harpy, Proud Boys, Calgary, Climate Barbie was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez before AOC was AOC, that's right. Just incredible. Um, Okay, we've got a few minutes left. Oh, I want to show you one last thing. And you're probably saying, Ezra, what are you doing? What are you doing here? What's your point? My point is, I think that the the wheels are coming off the bus for Justin Trudeau. And things that the media have been ignoring for years, they're finally focusing on because they've become disillusioned. They were entranced, and I think that's over now. Uh, I got a question for you. I want to show you a video by Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, Trudeau. Now, I should tell you right now, I know that this is a joke. I, this is a comedy sketch, so I, I'm not playing dumb. Um, so I know it was an attempt at humor, okay? So it, I just want you to, to see what that attempt at humor was, and uh, I'm going to show that to you. And my point is, um, this was absolutely ignored by the mainstream media. Do you think this would be ignored if this were... Stephen Harper's wife, Lorene, or if this were Melania Trump. Oh, the way the media goes after Melania. Oli, I see your super chat. I'll come back to that in a minute. I want to show you Sophie Grégoire Trudeau. This isn't obscure. She did this on TV. Have you seen this before? Take a look.
1: Uh, that very good. Merci. And John, en parlant de relations intimes, il y a quelques jours dans le mois où c'était un petit peu gênant hein, au niveau sexuel avec son partenaire. Est-ce que tu vis ça? Oui, c'est une période qui est un peu plus limitée. Tu sais de quelle caresse je parle. Ouais, je l'ai euh, sur le bout de la langue. <rire> <rire> On se comprend bien. Mais si je vous annonçais aujourd'hui que j'ai un produit qui pourrait transformer cette période féminine du mois en une expérience sensuelle et rafraîchissante. Sophie, tu minteresses pas en plus. Oui, ce sont les chercheurs de la NASA qui ont inventé ce produit dans les années 80. Tu sais, quand tu as des kilomètres de la Terre dans une station spatiale, Les odeurs féminines, ça devient un petit peu encombrant, hein? Alors, les chercheurs de la NASA ont voulu transformer cette période féminine du mois mmh. et l'émission spatiale, c'est souvent très long, alors <rire> les astronautes se sont rendus compte que ce produit transformait non seulement l'odeur féminine, mais le goût féminin en un véritable goût de thé glacé.
0: Alors, ce que, ce que tu me dis, c'est que le, le thé glacé que je bois maintenant est fait de...
1: Tout à fait, John. Oui. Tu sais, ta femme n'a qu'à prendre une dragée « taste Et une heure après, elle va à la salle de bain, récupère ses fluides corporelles et les mélange à un peu d'eau et de citron. Voilà, le tour est joué! C'est incroyable. Mais comment ça fonctionne au en fait? John Tastaville utilise le pouvoir d'un enzyme breveté, le Flaborenz. Comme tu le sais, le sang menstruel est très riche en fer. Le Flaborenz métabolise le fer du sang, ce qui permet d'en modifier le goût et l'odeur. Euh, le thé classique que tu m'as servi tout à l'heure, qui était vraiment délicieux, est-ce il vient d'autres
0: you know, I'm not going to make you watch any more of that. I'm not going to make you watch any more of that. Because I don't hate you. Now, let me just say that it's hard to be funny. It's, it's, it's really the hardest thing. Anyone can be serious. There's a lot of range of emotions or styles. Anyone can be angry. Um, anyone can be noisy. But being funny is the hardest of all. It's so hard to be funny. And she failed, but no one, no one was there to say, no, 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 this isn't, this is not a good idea. This is just, don't do it. No, she didn't have any friends. Just the whole team said, yeah, that's really good. Okay, so it happened. Do you think of Melania Trump, that's that's Justin Trudeau's wife, in case you missed, missed the point. If that was Stephen Harper's wife, if that was Melania Trump Donald Trump's wife, if that was the <laughs> the wife of any conservative leader, that would be not a heavy news, not a serious news, and certainly not grounds to disqualify Justin Trudeau as Prime Minister. What does a bizarre, super gross comedy sketch by his wife, I think I don't even think they were married by then, maybe they were. That's got nothing to do with him running a country, does it? No. But half the criticisms of Melania or Lorreen Harper have nothing to do with their husbands either. It's just the political culture. You mock, you deride. I mean, how many times has Baron Trump or been mocked by journalists? I bet you've never seen that video before. But if that were done by Melania, if Melania had done that, do you doubt you would have seen that a thousand times? That is so, 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 so gross. Which is grosser? Can we get the two en on parle again? Which is grosser? That test of, I don't even want to describe it. I don't want to use the words. Was that grosser? Which was a comedy sketch? Or was this grosser? Well, we don't quite have it, we didn't have it teed up. See, the comedy sketch we know was an attempt at humor. It failed. Uh, it's just really lame. And I guess even my, my bigger point is the media just pretended it didn't happen. But which is grosser, a bad joke that lands poorly. All right, we all make those. Um, or what she seriously said to her husband on live TV on a political talk show about Jeanne Gomes. She just, let I me. Mean, are we still, um, yeah, go ahead, play it. It's very it's generalizing.
1: Um, Because you're very handsome. Thank you, Justin. (laughs) Kiss him.
0: Uh, I I think because the show has a reputation. Yeah, I think the kiss him is actually a little bit grosser. Um, Let's end on a positive note, though, because um, the lady can sing. And um, can we call up... Not just the raw one, but the Gavin McInnes version. You know, Sophie Trudeau is uh, high maintenance. And I don't say that, uh, and it's anything other than an observation. You know, when Justin Trudeau flew to that billionaire's island in the Bahamas, when the whole family flew there, uh, that was an island owned by the Aga Khan, who's a billionaire. You just get it ready to the song. Like, I want to start writing the song. Um, that was Sophie. In fact, they went as a family. And then she called back again and said to the princess, the daughter of the Aga Khan, can we come back and use your billionaire island vacation getaway? And the princess said, well, we're not going to be there. And Sophie Trudeau said, Oh well, that's fine. No, no we don't want to visit you. We just want your your billionaire's island. And what was the princess going to say? Are going to say no to the to Sophie Trudeau, so they said yes, it was so gross, she's, she's so gross. Um, but take a look at this, just for comic, let's end on a happy note. Here is Gavin McInnes, whose brother Miles now does videos for us, singing along with Sophie Trudeau at a Martin Luther King event in Canada, even though Martin Luther King was an American, it doesn't make sense but hell it was an opportunity for Sophie to sing Yeah, mm-hmm. Angels can fly. Yeah,
1: yeah. And some people fight. Look how white that audience is. Without knowing why. Uh, oh, sing it sister, preach it. Live. Mm-hmm. Without seeing the
0: light. Oh my god, look at them. And what do you think brothers and sisters there's some african back there he's never no, even heard of martin luther no, king no,
1: no, but not Look at the picture behind her <laughs> I know that goodwill prevail <laughs> Who is this lady And I could good will the prevail world. Uh-huh. The love that I feel when you smile back at me when you smile back at me Is <sighs> she I Eartha Kitt? In The corner of your eye. Oh it's a new the song now Neither we will say goodbye but nothing will take away what's between you and me. Oh, my God. Is that guy a sleeper blind? Back me, when, when you smile back, back at me. When you smile me. When you smile. When you smile. When you smile. Beautiful. I love you, my child. I love you, too. Child.
0: I love you, my child. Ooh. Check this out. <laughs> I watched that ten times. I laugh. <laughs> I laugh every time. I, I like that, You know one of my favorite. Oh, oh, oh! It's a new song when she just switches keys. Switches. Oh my God! You know, I know this is going to surprise you. Uh, she wrote that song herself. I know. I know. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talent in that. Fact. The same comedic genius who gave you that testoville voul iced tea thing, I don't want to gag, is the uh, musical genius who gave you that um, black uh, gospel song. Um, I don't think there's anyone who is whiter than Sophie Trudeau, who is not medically an albino. But... um, Obviously, you're going to have her sing. Obviously, you're going to have a millionaire white Quebecois girl sing at a Martin Luther King event in Ottawa. I mean, duh, of course you are. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. Um, let me uh, end because we've got three minutes left. Let me end by asking you, and I'll just take some comments. Do you think that... Um, Do you think Justin Trudeau is going to be reelected? I showed you the polls a moment ago. Uh, I think the liberals are trailing by 9%. I showed you a headline from Jody Wilson-Raybould about half an hour ago saying she's got recordings. Holy moly! Between her and Justin Trudeau. Those can't be good. Um, I showed you the very beginning of things. Uh, Trudeau losing his temper with some Aboriginal activists who were just asking for... um, we're, we're just asking for, uh, you know, can we get some help because we got mercury poisoning. I see a note that someone says I missed some super chats. Uh, I'm going up to see if I can catch them. Um, I'm sorry if I missed them. I'll, I'll see if I can find one. Anyways, uh, so who thinks, uh, who thinks that Trudeau will pull it out of the fire? I mean, look, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to the state broadcaster in Canada, the CBC, which is larger than all other news media in Canada combined. I think they're going to censor social media. Uh, They've basically said so already. Um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, they're going to, um, what they can't control positively through what they propagandize in the media, they will silence in social media, I believe. And um, all the fancy people will be pressed into bending the knee to Trudeau. I wonder if that's strong enough. I wonder if sending out Catherine McKenna to hector men into not driving or whatever she's going to do. I wonder if that'll work. Maybe, maybe. Um, A lot can happen in the course of a year, and we have less than a year to the election. All right, well, I don't see any Super Chats that I've missed. And if I have missed them, please accept my apology. Um, It's one o'clock on the nose. That's our show for today. At 8 p.m., I'll have uh, my regular show, which is behind a paywall. I would encourage you to consider subscribing to it. It's 8 bucks a month, and I go really deep on the news of the day, and I have an interesting guest every day. So uh, that's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. But until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, I see P-Dog saying another scandal growing as well. We'll have to talk about that another day. Until next time, keep fighting for freedom.